Christchurch, New Malden, Sunday 21st of March 2021. Katie Loffman speaking on Every Drop Counts, Reducing Our Water Use. We've been talking these last few weeks about the effect that our lifestyle has on the planet and what we can do to reduce our environmental impact. This week, we're thinking about water in that context. The Earth's limited resources are running out and the renewable resources can't renew at a fast enough rate to feed the hungry lifestyle of developed areas like Europe and America. This is urgent. Our lifestyle is not sustainable. We need to reduce the amount we take from the Earth. That's not only for the sake of the environment, to reduce our carbon footprint, but for the sake of humanity, to reduce the injustice caused by our overconsumption. There are all sorts of reasons for reducing our footprint on the world, including the survival of the human race, but one of the most important reasons is this issue of justice. As Anna said in her sermon a few weeks ago, when we use more than our fair share of the world's resources, it's a justice issue. And that's one reason that it matters so much to God. All through the Bible, we see how much God cares for the poor and the disadvantaged. And at the same time, we see his condemnation of privileged people who exploit and deprive the others. In this country, we have to face up to the fact that our lifestyle puts us in that category. People who greedily take and use more than our fair share. But carbon emissions and water footprints are not only a justice issue, it's a stewardship issue too. And that's another reason why it matters to God. In the book of Genesis, after Noah and all the animals came out of the ark, God put humans in charge of the newly washed earth. He permitted them to eat animals as well as plants, and he made a promise to every living thing, not just to Noah and his family, but to every living creature, that he would never destroy the earth with flood again. It's a two-way promise. Humans are accountable for the earth, and God makes himself accountable for the earth too. So God has promised not to flood the whole world again, and the rainbow is a reminder of that promise. There's a lot of water on our planet, but it's not infinitely renewable, and it's held in a delicate balance. There's enough water and other resources to support a finite number of people with a certain lifestyle, a certain level of consumption. But we know that that lifestyle is not equal throughout the world. There are some countries whose level of consumption actively takes away from the quality of life in other countries. The population is at a level now where for us to have more means others must have less. We can use the American lifestyle as a yardstick. If everyone in the world had the same standard of living as the average American, the world would be able to support 1.5 billion people. However, there are about 7.8 billion people living in the world, which means that a lot of them have to have a lower standard of living because some developed countries are hogging more than their fair share of resources. 
the population of America and Europe added together is about 1 billion, which means that the remaining 6.8 billion people have to share half a billion's resources between them all. As I've said, this is a justice issue. So how does our level of consumption contribute to the unjust distribution of water around the world? Our water footprint has two aspects. Firstly, our local water footprint. The water that comes from our taps that we use around the home and in the garden. Round here we get that from Thames water. Most of it comes from the River Thames and some of it comes from aquifers under the hills around London. But increasingly, that's not enough for London's growing population. In recent years, Thames Water has had to start buying water in from other parts of the UK. Clean drinking water is an expensive luxury, and we flush it down the loo. And even rainy old Britain is less rainy than it used to be, and local water shortages are more acute every year. There are all sorts of ways to use less water. Here are some that I've started doing. Steaming vegetables instead of boiling them, which I think is tastier anyway. Then you can either use the cooking water for stock or save it to water your plants. Scraping the dirty plates before they're washed rather than rinsing them first. Have a look at week five of the Carbon Fast chart for more ideas. They may not sound like much, but doing little things every day adds up to a lot. And when we all do it, they become big things. We can be part of the solution as we work with God to heal his world. But perhaps even more significant is our global water footprint. Did you know that every single thing we buy and everything that's been manufactured also takes water and not always from nearby. That's our global water footprint. The products we buy may come from anywhere in the world, but everything uses water either to grow it or extract it, to process it and manufacture it. And huge amounts of water are used in the oil refining process too, to get the petrol that transports those products to us. All that contributes to the water footprint of each product that we buy. So you can see that our water footprint underpins every other aspect of our life. So the good news is that all the things we've been talking about this Lent will improve our water footprint. Eating less meat, because vegetables take much less water. Buying fewer new clothes, or getting them second hand. Reducing our consumerism generally by mending things whenever possible. Using a bike or public transport instead of driving. So we must keep doing those things. The majority of our water footprint is used for food and for clothes, and companies are aware of this. A pair of jeans is one of the most water-intensive garments, with a water footprint of around 12,000 litres per garment. How on earth does that come about? Well, first of all, huge quantities of water are used to grow the cotton, especially when it comes from drier parts of the world like India and Australia. The harvesting is mechanised, so there's the water footprint of the fuel and the machines. It's transported to factories, spun and milled and made into denim, 
using more water along the way. But it's the dyeing process that uses the most water and it also pollutes a lot of water. Then more water and chemicals are used to wash the jeans to make them look lived in. And finally, they're delivered to warehouses, shops and customers all over the world. The fuel used for that shipping is also a big part of the jeans' water footprint. And that's just to get them into your wardrobe. After that, every time they're washed, we use more water. Can we get away with doing the washing less often? But the good news is, clothing brands are very aware of this problem and companies are starting to look at saving water at every stage along the way. Gap is one of them. I recently bought a pair of jeans from Gap, which they say uses 20% less water in the making. And on top of that, 20% recycled cotton. At the same time, Gap are developing new ways to make and dye denim that massively cut down on the water they use. And Levi's and other companies are doing the same. If you want to shop more ethically, then some companies like Rapa Nui and Nermi Clothing are addressing these issues in innovative and radical ways. We can help them to be part of the solution, working alongside God to redeem the world. Technological change is great, but it's not enough for our planet and all the people in it. We also need to change our behaviour and reduce the demand. We can start by researching which are the most water-intensive things we buy and buying fewer of them, whether that's less red meat or fewer new clothes. That means making things last. It means recognising these things are luxuries, not things we can have every day. It means being careful about the way we shop and the things we eat, trying to be less consumerist, less materialistic. In the Bible, water symbolises comfort and prosperity. The Jews were a desert people and rain was a blessing. Think of Psalm 1 and the tree growing by the stream, fruitful and thriving, provided for by God. When we see Noah coming out after the flood, it symbolises washing away wickedness and deliverance from evil like the Israelites leaving Egypt and being saved by coming through the Red Sea. And we recognise that in our baptism service, as the baby is symbolically covered in the water, then raised up to new life. And that brings us to the woman at the well. Jesus himself offered her the living water of the Holy Spirit that would bubble up to eternal life. These metaphors show us how precious water is. And if we have them in mind when we use water, it will help us to use that water more wisely. I wonder how this Carbon Fast series has made you feel. There might be a danger of getting a bit depressed about it all. Sometimes I've felt guilty about the fact that I do want a hamburger or a new pair of jeans. Sometimes I almost start to feel guilty for having any kind of footprint on the earth at all, guilty for even existing. But of course that would be wrong. God made us this way and he loves us. We're not Gnostic. It's okay to be physical and have bodily needs. Jesus did and the world does. 
Jesus died to redeem the physical world and everything in it, and one day it will be made perfect and glorious just as we will. Heaven is not an ethereal place filled with disembodied spirits. No, God's kingdom is a restored physical world, and the people in it will have resurrection bodies like Jesus's. He ate and drank and hugged after his resurrection. It's not wrong to be physical, and we don't have to feel guilty about making footprints on this world. We can't avoid it. Human beings will never have no water footprint or no carbon footprint because we're physical beings and part of the physical world. But where we do have a responsibility is to use as little as possible, to make steps to avoid pollution and to replenish what we use up. We have a responsibility to the rest of the world to live justly. What we're doing this Lent with our carbon fast is trying to make our footprints smaller so that we're not stamping all over the things that other people need. Water is precious. Let's not waste it. God is a God who restores and redeems. He forges solutions using people who are part of the problem. And that gives us hope. He asks us, ordinary people, to act justly, to be part of his process of restoration as we live out the resurrection and we work with him to bring redemption to his beautiful world.